All right, we have two more weeks in 2 Thessalonians, otherwise known, also known as 2 Thessalonians. Uh, so this week and one more. And then our hangout is at the Spencer's house. And remember going to the Spencer's uh, yeah, house? Halloween. The Halloween party? Where Danny came as. Danny was Moon Knight. Yep. And what? Luke was a bodyguard. No, no, Luke was a president. No, Luke was a frat boy. Luke was a frat boy. Uh, a different Danny, a different Danny. Um, who else was dressed up? Who else was dressed up at that party? You were a Jedi? Yes. You were the Mandalorian. Yeah, and I was I was a safari ranger. Okay, anyways though, we're in 2 Thessalonians for the next two weeks. Then we're going to have our hangout at the Spencer's house. And then June's here, and when we'll start talking about summer, all this cool stuff. It'll be really cool. The summer's coming up. Really cool. But here we are. We're just going to read uh, seven verses in 2 Thessalonians. And today we're going to talk about uh, two things, okay, that, that are kind of related, okay? One is that group projects are the worst, okay? They are. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a second. So that's really good to know. And also, and also we're going to talk about this. In order to love others, uh, we need to do our part, okay? Like by doing our part, by doing our work, that's how we can love others, okay? First, I'm going to read from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 12. Okay, this is what it says. Just hang in there as I read this. And try to listen for something that maybe sticks out to you. So the author's writing to the Thessalonians, and, and they say this. Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were here, when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not burden, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have the right, but to give you and ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command: If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Let me pray, and then we'll get, we'll get into it, okay? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Um, we ask that we would uh, really know your presence right now as we just take these few minutes to talk about um, how we can love others and really how we can uh, know love in our lives. Um, we thank you for this time and we thank you for your love for us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, group projects, okay? I personally, I hate group projects. Anyone else hate them? Yeah, hate them. Anyone like them? Really? Okay, interesting. Very cool. The reason... Yeah, the reason I hate group projects, Matthew, and probably why you hate them too, is because because there's always what'd you say? I usually do all the work, but they they usually pay me. Well, okay, okay. The reason the reason I hate them, the reason I hate them is because there's always that one kid who doesn't do their part, right? It's you. You're that kid. Yeah. There's always the one kid who doesn't do his work. Okay. Yes. 
there's always one kid or two kids who don't do the work, and then there's always one or two kids who do all the work. Okay? No. Explain yourself later. I, I'm, I'm going to talk. No. Later, later I want to hear you explain yourself. Matthew, explain yourself, sure. Okay. So Matthew's a kid who doesn't do his work. All right. And then, and then the other people, the other people have to pick up after the work of the person, the people who are doing their work, and it's just the worst. All right. Because I was, I feel like I was one of the kids who would be like, okay, you're not going to do your work. Well, I'm not going to confront you on that. I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to be burdened by that. All right. That is why. That's why I hate group projects. That's why they're the worst. Okay. Because if only, if only people would do their work. Okay. If only people would actually take care of their part, then it wouldn't be a burden on everyone else, right? It, if only that was the reality, that would be amazing. That would be, Danny gets paid, which is awesome. Okay, I think this passage, this passage, as we think about group projects and being burdened by them, people not doing the work and stuff like that, this passage, I think, reminds us, it gives us a lesson, okay? It gives us a lesson. And this is the lesson that it gives us, this reminder, okay? That in order, in order to really love others, in order to love others, we need to do our work. We need to do our part. You know, the author, in verse 6, the author, he says, stay away from those who are idle. To be idle, like, is to, like, just, you know, when a car is idling, it's just standing still, not doing anything. That's, the, the author says, stay away from those who are idle. He gives us warning. Stay away from those who, who are just being still, not doing anything. All right? And, and this is in context, okay? It's not like, Oh, you're, you're not doing anything, so stay away. But he, he goes on and, and they give this example, okay? And, and this example in these next few verses, the author's saying, when I was with you, he was actually with the Thessalonians at one point, and he was like, when I was with you, I wasn't idle. I didn't just sit back, but I worked, and I, I earned money so that I could buy food and feed myself so that I wasn't a burden to all of you, so that you didn't have to take care of me and use your time and energy and resources to take care of me. He's saying, I did my part, so that, so that I could love you guys, so that you guys didn't have to be burdened to take care of me. That, that's what, that's he, and he says, I did this to show you, to give you guys this lesson, uh, so that loving other people means doing your part, but also to be an example, to show you uh, how, how to live, how to live. So he did that so, to give them a lesson and also be an example to follow, okay? And then in the final verses, in verses 10 through 12, in those three verses, he gives them this command again. He says, don't be idle. Okay, he says, do not be idle, but work quietly and earn your own living. So again, he's like, do your work, do your work, do your work, do your part. That way you can love others and, and you don't have to be a burden to others. And of course we know, well, we'll, we'll read on, okay? So that, that's one thing, okay? One thing that we can take from this passage, one lesson, okay, one reminder from this passage is that in order to love others, it's good to do our own part. It's good to do our work so that, we, so that other people don't always have to uh, pick up after us and and do the parts that we are supposed to do or need to do, okay? But I think there's something greater here in this passage, all right? Well, first of all, as you just think about that lesson, okay, maybe think about at like school as you're going into group projects or as you're going into your class or as you're around home with your family, okay? And maybe your mom or dad is like, hey, can you do this chore? You know, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. And then you never do it. I think this is just an important lesson that it's like, oh, it's good. Loving my parents, loving my family, loving those people around me means helping out and doing my part and being part of the group and doing my work, whether that's at home or at school or, or any part, any, any place you're in, all right? 
But I think there's, all, there's a greater lesson, okay? The, the greater thing about this passage is that this lesson, if we, really, if, we really read it, if we really read it and we listen to it, it points us to Jesus. All right, it's a good lesson, but also even greater, it points us to Jesus and who he is and what he's done. Because we all know Jesus, right? Jesus is the savior of the world. That's what we believe as, as Christians. We believe that he's, he's the savior of the world, okay? And, and Jesus came to the earth and he called himself the king of kings, right? He said, I'm the king of kings. And, and he, didn't just, he didn't come, though, like a king would come. Like when we think of kings, we think of them sitting on a throne, some gold throne somewhere, and maybe some people are feeding them like nice grapes, you know, and they're just like being served. And some people are like fanning them. But Jesus wasn't like that. He didn't come to be served, but actually Jesus came to serve. Jesus was a king who came to serve. He wasn't, he wasn't like a traditional king. And also, tradition has it, it, nowhere, not really places in the Bible like explicitly say this necessarily, but Jesus, growing up for the majority of his life, he actually worked the job to take care of himself and to take care of his family and to take care of those around him. He worked and he built stuff so that he could, he could afford living. Yeah? Carpenter. Yes, carpenter is a good word. Yeah. Jesus, huh? That was job. Yes, that was his job. And that was the work he did. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that he came to serve, but also he literally worked to take, care of, to take care of him. Jesus could have come and be like, I'm the king of the world, I'm the savior, so you all serve me. I don't need to work, I'm just going to lay here, I'm going to be idle and you all serve me. But instead, Jesus came and he worked and he served and, and he, he, he did a lot of things, right? But then after that, after Jesus worked uh, for like probably the majority of his life, around when he was 30 years old, then he went off on a journey, okay? He started to travel the world. And when he traveled the world, he didn't just travel the world to like see new places and be like, oh, this is a really cool experience. You know, I'm going on my gap year at 30. But Jesus actually traveled the world to heal people. He went around and he healed people. And, and he, he, he brought restoration to people's lives. And he, he fed the hungry so many times. You guys remember when he, he broke bread and fish and he fed thousands of people? And he, he encountered people who were really troubled. And he brought healing and restoration to their lives. And, and to everyone that he, that he encountered, he offered goodness in life. So Jesus' whole life wasn't just about being like, I deserve for all of you to serve me and for me just to sit here. But actually his whole life was doing his part in working and loving those and serving those around him. And that's why I think this passage actually points us to Jesus and this lesson points us to him. He didn't come to just sit on a throne idly right, to be still and sit on a throne, but he actually came to serve and work and do his part so that he could love those who he came in contact with. And so that actually, even more important than that, as he comes in contact with us, even today, as we listen to him and and we know about who he is and actually as he's here, he did his work to show all of you that he loves you, that he loves you each, every one of you very, very much. And also to show you that he brings restoration and healing in new life, that he can do those things in your guys' lives. So there's this lesson, right? That in order to really love others, we need to do our part, we need to work. We can't just sit idly by. But the amazing thing is that all of us, we can constantly fail at this, right? I, I'm, I'm kind of a lazy person. I, I like to sit idly and just do nothing. And, and when I have things to do, not do them, or kind of do them and be like, I don't, you know, I'll do this, but... I'm going to let everyone know I don't really want to, you know, or I guess probably Cassie's at the most. 
Um, but Jesus actually embodies this lesson. He embodies this lesson that in order to love others, we need to do our work. We need to do our part. You know, with his time on, with, with Jesus, with his time on earth, he worked so that he might love others. That's what Jesus did. He did his part so that you can find healing. Jesus did his part so that you can find healing and restoration and new life in him and with him. And the way that we ultimately do that, the, the way that we ultimately uh, find new life is by knowing him. It's not just knowing things about him, but it's actually by coming into contact with the living Jesus who is alive and knowing him and the good life that he brings and actually participating in the work that he's doing. Jesus is still working and we can participate in that. Okay, I'm just going to give, we're going to end on this kind of one example, going back to group projects, okay? Okay, imagine you're in a group project. Um, good, Matthew, you're tuned in. You're in a group project and it's you and like three other people and you all, you divvy up the work, but there's one part of this group project that none of you know how to do. You, everyone is like, how are we going to do this? Maybe as a teacher? Okay, so you're like, okay, we have to, we have to like put in, it's, this is like a really complicated thing. You're like, we could, we could look this up, but it's going to take hours, okay? This is going to take, take hours of our day to really master this and get a good grade on this, okay? It's going to take time and energy and resources that we're going to have to like spend so much. It's going to be a burden to us. It's going to be a burden to us to actually figure this out, all right? But then one kid walks up and he's like, hey, can I join your group? And you're like, yeah, sure. And he's like, oh, I, I know how to do this part. I'll do this part for you guys, you know, because this is my part, so I'll do this part, and then this doesn't have to burden you guys. You guys can just do your parts. All right, so imagine that. You guys were going to be burdened by this huge part of this group project that you didn't know how to do, but then this kid comes and he knows how to do it. He's a master at doing that one part. All right? I think similar, think of this group project now, okay? And we're all in a group project, and I think all of us, we all desire to know what or how to have a life that is fulfilling. Okay, I think we are all on a search to have a life that is fulfilling, that is meaningful, a life where we feel loved and where we are loved. Okay, a life that is is full of restoration, you know, a healthy life. We're all all of us live so that we can find this, right? We all want to have a good life and a healthy life. But I don't think, at least I don't, when I think about it. Oftentimes, I'm really confused on actually how to achieve that. I'm like, okay, maybe if I have enough money, then my life will be good, you know, good enough. I'll have like, I'll be, my life will be meaningful, be full of purpose. But then, you know, maybe I get some money and then I buy something and I'm like, okay, I just want something else. Or maybe you're like, oh, if I just have, if I, if I just had a life where I felt loved, if I had people around me who I felt loved by and who I could love, if I had a boyfriend or a girlfriend who I could just feel loved by, then my life would be full of meaning and love and purpose. But then that happens and then you run into conflict, conflicts and relationships. And at least, you know, that's, that's my experience. There, there's nothing that I can find to be like, oh, my life is fulfilled now. It's like, it's like I'm in this group project to find the meaning of life and I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's a burden to me because I just want to keep searching and keep working to find this meaning of life. And the amazing thing is, at least in my experience, what I, what I found to be true, is that Jesus is the one who actually comes in to my life and he shows me what real meaning is and what, uh, what real love is, what a life looks like, what, what a real fulfilled, good, healthy, 
restored life looks like, Jesus comes and shows me and can lead me there to that. Jesus is the one, and I think this is true for all of us, that Jesus is the one who can relieve you all from the burden of trying to find a life that is meaningful and fulfilling. Because if we go with Jesus, Jesus invites us to know him and to go with him and to participate with him as he works. And he will lead us to a life that is fulfilling and meaningful, a life that is full of love and grace and purpose. We don't have to be burdened by the constant search for that. So I just want to end on this, all right? Last thing. Jesus says to each and every one of you, okay? If you want to know what it is to be loved, if you want to know what it is to be loved, to be really loved, then be with him. Be with him. Go with him. If you want to know what restoration looks like for you or for the people around you um, or for this world, then Jesus says, follow me. And he will lead you there. Jesus can relieve you from the, from the burden of constantly having to search for meaning and purpose in a good life. And he desires for each and every one of you to know him. And as you know him, he is going to lead you to a life that is good and meaningful and full of purpose and love. Let's pray. <coughs> Jesus, we thank you for, um, we thank you just for, for little lessons um, in how you are uh, making the world new, how you're making things right. We thank you that you uh, didn't come to just sit idly by, but you came to actually work and, and do a new thing in this world so that things can be made new and be made right. We ask that we would be able to participate in this, that we would do the work of working with you to make things right, to make things good and restored and healthy. But we also ask that you would just show us all how loved we are. Um, that as you came to serve and heal and restore things, a big part of it was to, um, to make it so that we could know you and so that we could go with you. And so we ask that uh, you would just really make that known to us and we would really know that today, that we are loved and that we get to go with you um, and find meaning and purpose in a life that is fulfilling and good and full of love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.